Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It's Brian. I am here to take your telephone calls this evening and chat generally with my friends, people on the internet. Um, so, uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, any big news happened this week? Any any uh, news in the street fight world happened at all this week? I'm kidding. I know that. <laughs> How's everybody feeling today? Uh, I see a lot of people in the chat. Uh, Fred Durst official is in there, and I'm hoping that's the real Fred Durst, but I'm not 100% sure it is. But uh, how is that? I think somebody, I must be being raided. My guess is raid. But uh, how's everybody doing today? Uh, the chat is going crazy. Uh, I am here to talk about whatever the people want to talk about. That's right. It's the Street Fight Radio call-in show, or we'll talk about it for a minute here. This is not something I'm going to get in the habit of doing. Uh, but, um, things, yes, things are different now. Things are di like, uh, uh, and I do not know how different things are going to be. What I do know is I am going to work as hard as I can to make a show that everybody likes. Not everybody. I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that don't like the show, but I'm going to work as hard as I can to make something that's good and that's funny and that, uh, you know, the Patreon's not changing. Patreon, patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio, not going to fucking change. It's going to be exactly the same as it uh, uh, always was. Um, what else? Uh, the, the, the basement show is what it used to be called. I do not know what it's called yet. Still even just calling it the street fight basement show at this point. Um, but, uh, I don't know what that's going to be. I do know that what you've been hearing for the past month is the show. Obviously things are going to change. Subjects are going to change. Uh, it's going to be different people every week. So the show is going to be a little bit different every week, you know? I like to think that like, I like to think that like going from John to Chris to, you know, all of these, uh, uh, you know, Matt to that the show is going to be a little bit different. Jake Chinatown in the chat says, are you changing the name from street fight? I don't know. Um, I don't really like the idea of doing street fight without Brett is what I will say. And I always said that if, uh, uh, you know, if something happened that me and him aren't working together anymore, that I would, I would probably change the name. Uh, I said that thinking that it would never happen. So when I said that, I didn't have in my mind some idea of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll call it this if this happens. You know, this isn't something I ever... This isn't something I thought was going to happen. Uh, it happened super fast. I mean, I know there are a lot of listeners out there, which is it, it, which is really funny. I know there's a lot of listeners out there that were like, I saw it coming. And uh, let me explain something to you about that. I just want to say, I didn't until like three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks before the announcement was made was about when we... Um, made the decision 
and uh, didn't really know how I didn't know how to make the announcement. We wanted to make sure that everybody was happy and made whole uh, in the end. And, and, and obviously like Brett built this thing too. And we're, we're going to be paying him out for a while, long time. And, uh, we're going to, you know, we'll still talk. We don't hate each other. We just can't work together now for right now. Um, so yeah, I think the name I've thought about has been, uh, let me think here, uh, murder fight. And then I was going to put in a little parenthetical. This is not a true crime podcast. That's an idea I have, but that almost feels like what I do on the Patreon where everything's a goof. You know what I mean? We're like every name for every show is a goof. And I like the idea of a show named murder fight. And uh, I think it's kind of goofy, a, a goofy name to have for a show that, you know, I don't think I'm like a super aggressive guy or anything like that. So murder fight is the thing I'm thinking now, but then, you know, there's the other stuff too. There's, Oh yeah, it's got to have a logo. It's got to have a name. We got to have all new stuff. And I don't know how any of this is going to work everybody, but I think most people know this. Um, I think most people know this, that uh, I did not have my hands in the business stuff almost at all. Like, uh, the, I did, I did, I wasn't there when the LLC was made. I, I like all that stuff. Like I wasn't there. So I am pretty much basically, uh, launching a podcast from scratch again, you know, like, but now this time I have to do that. So, uh, uh, it's going to be something, um, it's going to be something like, uh, uh, whatever it, becomes i don't really know i am uh, uh i am just as you know it happened in september which is the month before october which is the month where i have to do a ton of work uh for october that's coming up so i don't know i'm i'm working on it guys at gals and non-binary pals see i didn't stop doing that no i'm working on all this stuff i i uh, uh i i am still paying the staff and everything so we're gonna fucking find out, you know? We're gonna find out if I can do this on my own and if I am uh, uh, able to find a new guest host every every few weeks uh, or, or every week. This week I had uh, Matt Chrisman. Uh, this week it'll be Josiah Hughes from the Blink 155 podcast. He is very funny. Um, so yeah, I am. Uh, uh, I think I'm gonna take radio out of the name of the show. Sorry, everybody. Um, I think I'm going to take, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take radio out of the show because I don't know if the show is, is sort of, a, uh, I don't know if the show is, uh, uh, a radio show anymore. Honestly, I've never done that. So, uh, uh, Jake Chinatown asked where the Christmas show is. That is on the regular free street fight feed. And I hope I'm not wrong. Now I'm going to have to check that. Because that's, you know, the guy I am. It is Street Fight with Matt Chrisman. And it is on the uh, regular free feed. And it is a, it's very long. And, uh, oh God, I have no idea about merch and pre-orders. But I'm sure that stuff's going to get taken care of. I have no fucking idea about 
any of that stuff. That was stuff I didn't do, but I'm, I can't see Brett like ripping people off. So I think it's just going to be something that we, uh, uh, get done. So that is going on and let's take some calls. The queue is full this week so far. So, uh, Dracula is calling in tonight, I see. Um, that's it. That's all. Um, let's take a call. Hey, hey, it's Brian. Who am I talking to? Hey, hey, it's Hank. You're talking to Hank in hey, Los Angeles. Hey, it's, hey, it's Hank Lynn. How you doing, Hank? This is the sound of me smiling. You're smiling, so you're good. Ryan, you're feeling great. great. What? Well, me too. I'm smiling because of our singing. I, I haven't thought and singing, singing with a, a, a fellow human being made me smile to start out the show. It's <laughs> so fun. If you don't sing a lot, if you don't sing a lot when you're out, like just you, when in your life, like I don't, I can't think of any, but like I sing all the time now. I don't sing real songs. I and and I know Cometown does this too. Uh, but I basically just sing songs about sucking and fucking. Like I replace words with sucking and fucking. And I just walk around my whole my house all day singing songs about sucking and fucking. But uh yeah, that's just that's how I sing my day. I mean, I didn't do this when the kid was young. She's she's uh, uh she's she's you yeah. know. 18 now so i can sing about all that stuff she's probably singing worse stuff if you ask me yeah but, <laughs> well when she's a little baby you can say like like you know sucking because babies do a lot of that if they're being fed they do which most babies are they don't do a lot of and, fucking. Uh, yeah so your daughter needs to and get back to the hardcore triple x rated singing and so that's just a sign that you're a good dad honestly I mean, all the kids listen to hardcore triple X music, though. I mean, you got to be nuts if you think kids aren't already like I'll yeah. see like Christian parents and stuff like that saying like uh, my kid doesn't. And it's like, yes, they do. Yeah, if your kid homeschooling, I think, has changed the game a little bit, if that makes sense, like that, like people can like homeschooling changed the game in such a way that like you can shield your kid from stuff because when i was growing up you just i don't know i don't think i knew a single homeschooled kid when i was when i was growing up everybody just went to fucking school because they didn't the parents didn't want them fucking home all day they're annoying right yeah so yeah we didn't have <laughs> that a lot so but, well the I, I knew a homeschool kid. He was a little goofy, but um, not that the, the public school kids that I knew that was, I was a part of were, weren't also, um, you know, had our brains rotted by, it's just like a different way of ruining your kid, you know, home. Do you want to ruin your kid with homeschooling or do you want to ruin your kid with, uh, you know, public education or ruin your kid with private education? You, gotta, you can try that too. There's all sorts of ways. It's what freedom's all. Yeah, you gotta do that thing. Oh God, this week, Hank, I had this this situation happen. Uh, my daughter was talking to me about like her tennis coach or some shit, and uh, she's like, 
Yeah, uh, he teaches at a charter school, which I think is good. And I was like, um, charter schools are bad, actually. And she goes, uh, she, she goes like this. She goes, uh, why? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't actually fucking know that. So <laughs> there's nothing I can really, uh, uh, I have no idea. So, yeah. The merch is getting handled, yeah. everybody. It's like, you know you're right. Chat, I think. You know you're right. But you don't have the answer, but you just know that it's correct that it's weird that we allow private schooling, and especially when we're giving government money to private schooling, because that, cre- that, that creates conditions for uh, neglecting public education. You know, if we wanted to make all of public education good, we would ban all private schools so that everybody was forced to make the one system we have good. But yeah, I know what you're saying though when you have when you have an opinion like that that you know is correct, but you just don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, because I gotta, understand like private up. school. I understand why private schools are bad though. You know what I'm saying? Like I get why private schools are bad. They they are that you know they're people move into the neighborhood and and like uh they don't, you know. See, I can't even explain why private schools are bad. Yeah, like because she's like, oh well, but he teaches like, like underprivileged kids, and it's like, yeah, that sounds like really good. I just have no fucking idea. Like, it's bad, is what I kept talking. It's just bad. It's just bad. Okay, so I would never, yeah. uh, uh, I would never be, I would never know. So there is that that situation. I don't know why it's bad. I just know they're bad and I'm going to fucking tell my kid. And you know what I could say? I don't have to fucking tell you. You can get the research yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So people in the chat are telling me the Look answer, which that's is nice that's- because I never know. Yes. This audience is solid. They know everything. Um, that's, that's very good. But like, we were it's, driving it's like you, when this came up. You too. don't necessarily. Uh huh. So I can't Go ahead, I'm do the googling. I can't do the googling when I'm driving. I was driving when this happened, but I was trying to be real oh. smart. It was fucking so cool because I was like, it was like when she was little, and I was like, I'm gonna try to be fucking smart with her, but she couldn't like, either didn't care or didn't want to ask, you know. She didn't know what kind of questions to ask. So my ass is fucking sitting there like, uh, uh, my ass is sitting there like, you know, well, this, this, and this. And, and she's like, well, thank you for teaching me that. But now she's like, why? And I'm like, what? No fucking way. I don't know. You fucking, it's not my job to teach you. You need to go online and look. So I did that. And uh, she probably didn't go online and look. And she's probably mad at somebody i'm sure she, she's probably mad yeah. at her teacher now her her tenant coach because he he teaches at a, a charter school so that's me dad knows best you're right burls thank you dad if does she, know best if she still thinks dad knows best because don't most teenagers go through a phase where they realize their parents are fucking idiot jagoffs that don't know anything everybody learns that eventually no, about their parents no. right like I'm not you, sure. You got to be like that when I was, no, uh, doesn't happen until you're 25. You, it doesn't happen until you're 25, 26 years old. That don't happen. Teenagers, they disagree with you, you know, but they still have in their mind. Like I thought my parents had 
I thought my parents totally fucking knew everything that was going on. I hated their guts, but teenage, I knew, I thought I, I felt safe knowing that they were on the road. They were the ones like driving the car and were paying the bills and they were doing all that stuff. Like I felt safe in that way. Now that doesn't mean I was safe at that time. I'm not saying that, you know, I was cause my parents, I don't know if they had any problems with it, but I don't know if my parents had any like uh, money problems cause they never brought it up. But like, uh, uh, I felt as though like my parents had everything handled like, like that. And, and I felt that with everybody else's parents too. Like I kind of just deferred to parents and teachers. And I think like, until you get in your like twenties or so, and people have different situations, but I would say that most people, it takes them getting 25, 26 years old to be like, fuck adults don't know shit. Adults don't know how to do nothing. And uh, they don't know anything. They're all just faking it to get through life too, which sucks, you know, to find out once you find that out, it's like, fuck, <laughs> I'm in deep shit. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I, I think obviously there are different, there are different cases for different people and different people had different, you know, upbringings than I did. But I, I just, you know, teens, I think still defer to adults, even when they're sort of, uh, uh, you know, they think you're an idiot. Like my daughter thinks I'm an idiot. I'm sure of that, but she still defers to me on everything, you know, that's what, no doubt. Yeah. I don't think she, yeah. But like what age you think she was when she realized you were an idiot? Like when she was six or 10 or like last year, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause for me, I, I figured out my parents were fools, like, like 10 maybe or so, or just, you started to get the sense that it's, it's that thing where you're a kid and, and like God or uh, adults are like God kind of, you know what I mean? Like they're just, they seem so different than you are. And they seem to have, they have access to things in the world that you could never even imagine, like driving or being able to buy stuff, whatever you want, or, you know, stuff like that. Like, they have this different, and then as you uh, grow up, you realize these are just people. And then I, in my case, in my 20s is when I think you come to terms with like the, mor the mortality of your parents, because that's when they start to have some health scares, or maybe you start to get old, or I went bald in my fucking teen years. So I, I developed, I was the first person in my class <laughs> that taught everybody else that they were going to die. It was nice, nice to do that for everybody. <laughs> but I, I God, heard you saying, though. You know, I think the listeners all know I'm bald. The journey. So I, I am not going to get fucking yelled at. Okay, people? You all know I'm bald, but man, bald teenager is the worst. That's, that is a tough face. That's a tough thing to face when you're a teenager. Good on you, Hank, for dealing with it. Because when I was coming up, you weren't allowed to wear a hat in school either. <laughs> so it was like uh, there was a guy that was bald that uh, uh, I went to high school with. And, and, you know, like I said, you're not allowed to wear a hat. So uh, he just had to walk around bald all day. And, you know, obviously people yeah. were not kind about it. And obviously, you know, I don't think I ever picked on that guy, but I did see him and think like, you poor bastard, you poor son of a bitch. Of course. Yep. Everybody. <laughs> That's a tough. <laughs> every community has to have. That's a tough hand uh, to be dealt, Hank. Guy to 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I but did you I, buy I, smokes? I, I just, Were you I able to buy smokes? I, you know, I'm no. sorry. Were you able to buy smokes? I, would, I don't even know if I would have had. No, I, I never used it for evil or good, as you described. I should have. I should have started a business and been, uh, really? been, been hawking tobacco. Yeah, I, I never. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me until this moment that you said that. I was like overweight and depressed <laughs> and kind of like reeling from a, a brain I didn't have proper uh, grips on. So yeah, my baldness I kind of just took in stride. In a weird way, it happened so fast to me. Like I, I was more or less fully bald by the time I was like 24, 23, 24. Like, you know, um, like you, you see some guys go bald and it takes them 10, 15 years, 20 years, and they anguish the whole time. And then they spend a bunch of money on, you know, interventions and, and expensive creams and, and being insecure and depressed about it. And I, I didn't like going bald, but I also, it happened so quickly. And I was already super depressed because I was just kind of a, a, you know, a, a wackadoodle in my own head. So uh, it sort of worked out for me. And I have a beautiful skull, uh, as it turned out, you know, kind of like. A, really? I mean, my head, like those movies my where head's not girl bad. Has, not, what? You know what I'm saying? My head's Let's not bad it. or nothing. Yeah. I've never seen your bald. I just took the hat off in the chat. You'll see it. You can see it. It's uh, uh, I'm bald. I shave my head with a straight razor though. Like I, I do the, to the skin, sort of thing. But uh, seriously, straight razor. Yeah. Like that weapon that barbers use, like that flip open knife no, thing no, no, that no. they rub on the leather, or like you mean just a razor? I, shaving cream and and like the razor, shaving cream and one of those razors, like the safety yeah. razors. And I just shave my head and uh, yeah. I wear a hat all the time. And one of the things I've always said is the reason I wear a hat is because I shave. This is what I used to tell people. This is the meanest fucking thing. Uh, uh, or this is the, the most like brutal thing that I ever told myself was like uh, there was a period of time where I told people I wear a hat because... I shave my head bald and I don't want it to get sunburned as though people wouldn't be like, well, why do you shave your head bald? <laughs> like people that can grow hair do not shave their heads completely. Bald. I'm sure there are some people, people will come at me and say there's some, but I don't think people shave their full head with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people shave their full head unless they're going bald. <laughs> Well, I mean, there are some people that go through phases where they like have full hair and then they just shave it down bald and then, but those aren't real bald. I wouldn't, I would want, I would be happy to show someone like that around the bald compound and, you know, but I'm not going to teach them the secret handshake that you and I know from the meetings, you know, like if you have a full hairline and you haven't lost any hair and you shave it down, you just have like a scratchy, you know, you just have like the, the, you know, it'll be smooth for about what, eight, eight hours until the stubble starts coming out and like. You could, you know, you could pass as bald for a little while, but you're not actually in the, and I don't think those people who do that are trying to pretend to be bald. Maybe sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like swimming or maybe there's some reason, or some people are just impulsive and feel like having a, a you know, a fun day at the a Clipper, at the Clipper store. But, um, I mean, being I bald is to, a, is I an, did is used a, to certainly. Sorry, Hank. I did used to shave my head ahead, even when I had, even when I could grow hair, I would shave my head, but like I would do a fade or 
there was this couple years where I had bangs. I would, you know, that thing where you shave your head and you have bangs on the front hanging down. I had that, that situation going where that's just like almost like conspicuous consumption. It's like, I shave my head, but I can show you that I can still grow the hair. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, I, I did, you know, shave my head as early as, I think the eighth grade, eighth and ninth grade, I started shaving it because I just, I, I mean, I wasn't made to have hair. Like when I had hair, you know, I had like two yeah. years there from fourth to like sixth grade where I had a mullet, but like I had the mullet, it was all hooked up and fresh. And, uh, the whole back of it though, I didn't, uh, brush it. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so like I didn't, I didn't brush it well. So it would tangle up in the back and it would just, I would get fucking yelled at by my parents. Cause they're like, what the fuck is going on with the back of your head? Like so mad because I just didn't brush it, you know? Uh, uh, and I didn't know how to brush it. You know, it's the same thing with shaving. Nobody ever taught me how to shave. I just fucking do it and hope that it doesn't look bad. So, uh, that is one thing. I also sure. want to say this it, it, because, uh, 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 Fred Durst official in the chat said I had a beard at 14 and bought cigs for everyone. I knew that guy. I had a dude named Mark, man. He looks like the undertaker and, uh, he, like not, he, I mean like he's shorter, but his face, he's got the undertaker face. And, uh, he was like, uh, um, he, he would go get a smoke. So, I mean, every now and then they would say no, but most of the time it was just like, yeah, this motherfucker, this motherfucker got to be 30 years old when he was 14. <laughs> yeah, those guys always have an advantage. The ones that they're, they're they, to our to us right now, they would look like they're children. But when you're when you're 14 and they look, you know, they look like they're, you know, they're like 16 going on 19. They look like they're ancient. And uh, yeah, that's weird. Um, are, 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 Honestly, is brushing be able to a mullet beer. difficult? Is there... No, it just yeah, involves wanting to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it's just one of those things where it was like, yeah, uh, uh, I didn't get the back of my head. You know, there's been a lot of times when I was a, uh, 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 you know, before I was, before I was fully bald, I did do a comb over too. Psychic gasoline's talking about comb over in the, uh, uh, in the chat. I did try. I did until I was like 24 brush my hair straight forward. And then after that, I would let the sides grow out and be like almost like sort of horseshoe ball, but then wear a hat. So it looked like I have a bunch of hair under the hat. That was the most genius move I ever made. And I kind of still do that now, but it's not because yeah. I'm trying to prove to people I have hair. It's because I'm trying to, I don't feel like shaving my head as often as I probably should hair talk on, on the yeah, new dude, I, street I, fight radio. I, I'm a, I'm a, this is good hair talk. I really appreciate it. Uh, I ha, I don't get to chat about my grooming habits much. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm, I've been a hat guy for a very long time as a, like a teenager. And then as I started going to bald like at 19, I was like, maybe my hat is causing the baldness. So I went through some time without wearing a hat, but in recent years I've been, uh, much more of a hat guy. And it's kind of the same reason. It, it, like you, it's sort of uh, just a shortcut. I also like cut, uh, being able to like cut the light down because I'm like i pretty sensitive to light and stuff. So that's important for me. 
Um, one reason I like hats, but uh, pretending that you're not bald with a hat is absolutely a thing, though. Like I recall in uh, in my 20s, I'd be at a bar or I'd be out somewhere. Maybe I'd meet somebody uh, uh, in a romantic setting or or like in a in a in a kind of like a, you're hitting on somebody or you're in being introduced. Let's say <laughs> I don't know what words are appropriate anymore. And I would also, though, if it was somebody who I thought I might have a flirtation or potential, I would also make sure that I let them see that I was bald, because it's a—it's really yeah. you sh- it's something that should be disclosed, because it's a deal breaker for some people. So I'd always make sure to like rip, take my hat off and like scratch my head or something and like bring attention to it, because you know some women are fine with it, which is great. Uh, you know they, they tolerate yeah, a lot of know, uh, horrible things from us men, but um, yeah, you gotta let, so you gotta let them know. That's Full truth and advertising. Yeah, exactly. My, my back's wife not bald, was unfortunately. With me before. Nor am I bald. Oh, I showed everybody my fucking chest last week, very embarrassingly. Uh, uh, and now, now everybody in the chat, I mean, three people called me smooth boy in the chat. Uh, so, yeah, I showed off my fucking chest, my tuft of chest hair. What do you want me to fucking do? Well, Hank, uh, you got anything else going on? No hair talk. We're not going to do hair talk no more, but I do no, want, I, I do want to give you your chance. We could pick it up another time. I, I got plenty more to say about my lack of hair uh, or uh, or and otherwise. <laughs> um, no, man, I, I'm good. I had a couple of I made, but uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing um, what uh, Brett gets up to next and supporting that and uh, the change you guys are going through is going to be probably tough for a little while, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. You know, uh, things don't end. Things end at their natural point, and I'm, I'm eager to see where it all goes. And hang in there; you're going to be fine. Brett's going to be fine. Uh, Exciting things are ahead. I, I didn't want to say, say this. I did. I did. I had meant to say this in the thing I wrote uh, and on Twitter, but I, I do want to say that this is not like goodbye forever. It's it's sort of a I I the phrase like so long for now. It's I don't know when. But I can't picture a world where we don't ever work again together. You know, whether it's a tour or it's like a run of shows or anything like that, man. I don't, I, I, like I said, I don't, I, I think we'll work together again. We don't hate each other. Uh, it just, you know, wasn't working there for a while. So, you know, it's better to, I guess it's better to like, like, it's not burn out than fake because it's bad to to go away before you you overstayed your welcome i guess and like uh yeah and we gotta yeah we just gotta have time we we just you know time can fix anything and i i like i said don't want to not work with him i just don't we we're just not working together now that's all but I, it's so uncomfortable to it, talk about. Like, I was talking about this today. You know, oh, one second, Hank. I'm sorry. Before we go, I was talking about this today, but like I'm listening to Opie and Anthony this week for uh, Shocktober, you know, and for three years, I've said they can't just get in a room and fucking talk to each other and keep this thing going. <laughs> and now I'm like just picturing everybody saying that about us. But right. Well, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you 
you guys have the maturity of friendship is uh, it, it's a sign of good friendship that you're able to communicate even if it got t- even if there's any tension um, from working together and you communicated enough to say we should separate and we'll come back at some point we're still friends and it's okay you know these things what, what are you gonna do be 90 years old podcasting together at some point there's think people are going to need some space and there's nothing wrong with that the, the and, healthy part is your communication Hank, keeping things open and hank you said something there that like uh people like to think that they would communicate or can communicate with people like you like to think that but like a lot of things go into i don't know i can't i'm not a good communicator it is a lot over the past few weeks it is sort of uh uh over the past few weeks it's sort of like one of those things where like i've noticed that it's easier for me now that it's just that it's easier for me now just to like like uh uh what's the word just do things like i'm i'm i guess more nimble and it's just easier and i know brooklyn skull said one more show uh no i mean eventually we will do another show together i promise i'll make that fucking promise to you that there will be a time where me and brett will do a show together it, it is not over forever but it's over for now and for a while that's all i promise um but uh yeah i mean we're still cool man it's still cool i just i'm trying to do my own thing now <laughs> and he's gonna do his own thing we both want to do yeah. different things that's sort of where it happened that's you got sort of like kind of what happened you know yeah dude you got to get radio for murderers off the ground yes radio for murderers does your, your, sound your new show uh <laughs> yeah, but, yeah radio but, yeah, for murder yeah. that's what i suggest you yeah man it just it's one of those like uh here's i'll i'll i put this in the thing i wrote so i'll say it. i am like really bad with confrontation and and conflict and i would say that i was not communicating in in a way that i wasn't communicating things that were bothering me because i'm afraid to do that and it just became a thing where like you know things build and build and build because you're unable to communicate and i don't think i can you know I don't think I can bridge that gap quite yet and I hope to be better at it and I I have decided that if I'm alone then it doesn't affect anybody you get what I'm saying like if I'm alone then that that thing isn't gonna bother or affect anybody it's just me doing my own thing by myself and like that's just where I'm at now is like I don't want to like drag somebody else down I don't want to drag somebody down I don't want to like be afraid to I, I I just I just knew that if we kept going I was just it was going to get worse because like I said I'm a coward I'm a fucking total coward and uh uh you know and there were other reasons too I, I mean you know Brett had his reasons too and uh I'm just a coward and I don't want to get into a dysfunctional sort of situation uh but there isn't an arty chair. Um, I think that um, there isn't going to be an arty chair. And as I said earlier on in the show, 
it's just gonna be guest co-hosts for at least a fucking year i'm not i'm not putting anybody i'm not making anybody deal with my shit for at least a year <laughs> if not more but i mean you'll see like a regular cast of of characters you know chris will be on here all the fucking time you know so that is all i i yeah. am uh 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 that, that's the best i can describe it as without going into like a lot of like other stuff that i don't want to talk about <laughs> but uh uh we are still yeah, very of course. Cool. keep uh and uh we still talk and uh uh we still talk and and it's just i'm hard to work with at times and uh at this point now i i the only people that will have to deal with me being hard to work with or the people that work for me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks Hank for calling. Sorry to make it uncomfortable there near the end. No, you did great. You did, and you're not a coward. Everything is, it's this kind of shit is just really hard and scary though, but you're doing fine and much love to everybody in the audience. And my apologies to the queue for taking so long. Bye everybody. Bye See Hank. Ya. All right, we oh, got the next good. call. Yeah, I think I, uh, can I can I guess who the next call is? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the name. Then I'm going to hit the button. And now it doesn't have the name. I don't have any. I don't have a call screen or I don't have anything. But I'm going to hit this thing. And here we go. Uh, it's Bear. I think it's Bear. If I'm right, you guys all have to send me $25. Uh, hello, who am I speaking to? You're right. They got to send you money now, man. It's bare. All right. Everybody that's listening to this show, whether it's on podcast or on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, you have to send me $25. And I didn't fucking cheat at all. I, I did not cheat. Um, so... It doesn't say your name on it at all, Bear. It, there's nowhere I could take a screenshot, but it would be your phone number, and I don't want to do that. And I don't know your phone number. I just I saw the phone number, and I was like, "That's Bear. That's motherfucking Bear right there." So twenty five dollars, everybody. It just is, make sure you, it you is know. Bear. You can Venmo me my twenty five dollars. You can find me on there. Um, how's it going, Bear? Oh, it's going. It's going fantastic, man. Hey, you were talking about how homeschool kids can like genuinely be sheltered, and I gotta tell you, man, you're completely wrong. Really? But they could take yeah. your computer. Yeah. Okay. So there, the computer is when you're okay. a kid, though. They can take your computer. Like you cannot. Brian. Like I have a niece and nephew that that I I'll say this. I had a niece and nephew growing up, and this is going to sound stupid now, but in, in the 90s, you know, this was considered crazy. Uh, my, my niece and, or my cousins, I had two cousins, and uh, they didn't have a TV at all. And they didn't have a computer either. They, yeah. they, 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 no TV. What they had at their house was like a collection of Asterix comics, which are like these comics that I guess French people like. And uh, then they had, um, oh, what is that goddamn thing called? Uh, they had a pipe organ and a couple other things, 
right? And um, oh my god, a pipe organ! Those kids did really like they did the really random thing to have access to. Yeah, it's like not a normal thing yeah. to just have. But they had a tractor. They they had a they had a tractor that the kids could ride around on, but no TV and not having a TV in 1997. 98 99 like that just doesn't even seem possible uh and they okay. didn't know anything about anything there like I, I it was almost like i was talking to somebody in a different language whenever we would get together <laughs> i the reason why i know you're wrong is because, like, maybe back then you could have a little bit more, right? But I've been homeschooled since I was, like, eight, so, like, since 2010-ish, right? And we didn't even have internet in my house. Like, we should have had no internet connection until I was, like, 10 or 11. And we had no non-dial-up internet connection until 2016. And I still was listening to, like, hardcore porno rap at like 14. <laughs> like, how did you get your hands on this? Younger than that. Wait, no. I, I, okay. Hold on. Wait, let me do this real quick. I skipped a grade because my parents are insane. So I was 12 when I was a freshman in high school and I was already listening to Luke Skywalker and Steel Life through in eighth grade. So I was 11 when I was like a fan of like porno rap. I got into that shit, though, that age, too. But I'll tell that's because it was coming out. Oh, yeah. I, I also apparently somehow hit the, the perfect pot age because I started smoking when I was 12 years old, right? So apparently that's, like, everyone's mm -hmm. number when they're, like, a, a drug person. Um, that's weird. Yeah. But, uh, no. Who are you okay, running around so with, Bear? My I parents mean... didn't give me any, like... My parents didn't give me any, like, technology shit, right? So, like, I didn't have a, like, we only had one computer that was, like, in the, in the living room, and that was our only computer, and, like, we had, like, TV, but we didn't have shit other than that. But I got, I got, like, old devices computer. from my family members and shit. Okay, okay. Old, what? All right, <laughs> web TV, you get a nice web TV. Uh, I said you can't beat off with a living room computer. Yeah. That sucks, you know? That's not true. You just got to stay up later. You just, <laughs> I can tell you. Fair that's enough. Not fair true. enough. <laughs> I did that too. Um, I, I mean, but, but no, I lived in a house I, with, I lived in a house with five. I had four brothers and sisters and my two parents and it was a small house. Like some of us were sharing bedrooms and shit like that. And, uh, uh, yeah, it had to be like three o'clock in the morning and like a couple of my oh, yeah. people had to leave. You know, um, so yeah, that people had to leave, but I did beat off, oh, but God. it was so much less, so much less than I would have liked to have been beaten off at that time. I, I would have really liked to have been doing it three, four times a day, but instead I had to wait until people left. It was a real son of a bitch move there, you know? Oh yeah, no, I know. I know that feeling. My, uh, my window was super narrow. My dad's insane and he wakes up at 3 a.m. to go to work. But my mom doesn't usually go to bed until like midnight. So there's like a three hour window there where I gotta make sure everyone's like asleep asleep <laughs> before I, I could have beat off. It was the worst. That kills, man. It sucks. You know, 
I, and I don't know how people are doing it these days. I didn't have a boy, I had a girl. And that's not to say that I, that's not to say that girls don't beat off or whatever. But I will say that, like, I hope parents are a little bit more like, you know what, if I think they're, because man, when I was growing up, if like you were beaten off in the bathroom, you know, parents will fucking yell at you for it. What are you doing in there? You know what I mean? Not to me. It never happened to me, by the way. I'm not saying that shit happened to me, but like I knew people who got uh, like, what are you doing in there? You know, why are you in the bathroom so long? Why the fuck do you think I'm in the That's bathroom why so long? Why, why do you think I'm taking well, a fucking you do it in the shower hour when I, yeah. Well, why do you think I'm taking a 15 minute shower when most of the time it only takes five minutes? Like, what do you think I'm fucking doing? You know, and I've told the story. They found my, it wasn't porno because I don't think you can call it porno. They found this Victoria's Secret catalog that I got my hands on uh, that was somehow mailed to my house. I don't really know. Uh, they found that and they fucking threw it away. They like, my parents found it. They didn't confront me about it. They just threw it in the fucking trash. It's like, you took, what the fuck is this all about, man? This is, all this is, is a fucking catalog. You can't throw my fucking catalog away. Oh my away. God. You're not going to get in. Yeah. My parents were like my very anti beaten my, my parents are extremely anti. Okay. So I, I never get to talk about this, but my parents are insane people, you know? They're like, the most uh, Christian nationalist people. Like, they're like the worst. I mean, they're, it's not true. There's definitely people worse than them, but they're pretty far gone, you know? Like, they're like vaguely anti-Trump, but they're still like Christian nationalist weirdos. It's weird. But so they were extremely anti-beaten off, right? And my, my parents That's never funny. knew that I had jerked off or was like watched porn or anything like that until three months ago and my mom accidentally found my porno because now that i'm like an adult i i collected and she she walked she walked into my room like eight o'clock in the morning which she never does because she knows i work i work late and she just doesn't want to bother me she was like hey so your 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 brother came in here the other day and he said that he saw a weird magazine and i need you to cut that shit out or at least like hide it better Oh my God. He found a weird like, man. My parents, my parents were just like, it was like, for lack of a better term, it was like whack-a-mole in a way. Whereas like they'd find your shit. They didn't want to talk to you about it, which listen, I don't want to talk to my kid about beating off at all. Like I don't want to have that conversation. Uh, I don't know if there was ever like that talk, you know, but it's easier for kids to find out now around this house but like uh yeah uh, i'm just i think that like ha like like my parents were just they didn't want any of it going on in the house and it just is so weird because come on you know like what were they doing when they were teenagers you know what i'm saying like how the fuck are you gonna I'm like pretty sure my parents on. still wholeheartedly believe i'm a virgin you know like, I think both my parents <laughs> think I'm still a virgin. <laughs> Dog cover like said, I think I bought the last porno. Sure. <laughs> my parents, Ugh. I don't, I, my parents did, I think they thought I was like kind of a lot later to that than 
to to having sex because i i think i've told this story a few times maybe not on a free feed or whatever but uh my friend when he was he was 17 i was 18 i was almost 19. um he had a baby uh him and his him and his wife actually buried at 18 had a baby and um i told my dad and my stepmom like hey i'm you know i'm going over to my buddy's house to, to see his new baby and my dad goes you know what you don't want a baby oh, my stepmom you know if you don't want a baby you gotta use a condom and then my dad just yelled use two and i was like all right guys you know i already know how all this don't <laughs> I'm like walking two. out of the house <laughs> don't you too i know i know trust me fucking trust me like i know not to use to but just them being so uncomfortable with it and being like fucking almost three years late to that like like i was 16 so i can understand them thinking maybe i waited till i was 17 almost 18 but like they knew i smoked cigarettes they knew i smoked weed it's like come on do you think that that's where i draw the line is sex you know, like, oh, yeah, I've decided I'm not going to have sex you until know, I'm married. Kid that started smoking when he was 12. You know, my parents have never found out about, um, my parents have never found out about my drugs. My parents have never found out about my cigar habit or, or, my, or my porn until a few months ago. Like, never found out about any of that. The thing that they found out about yeah. that they were, like, actually mad about was that I gambled. <laughs> that I like, played the lottery They're, when I I gotta I tell you game. something. They 100% have to know you smoke cigars. They have to know. Like, because it's just, because that's, my parents were, you know, when my parents caught me smoking when I was like 15 or so, uh, I'd been smoking since I was 12. And they just acted mad surprised that they caught me smoking when I was 15, when it's like, now that I'm, you know, now that I'm the age I am, I got a 17 year old daughter, is about to turn 18. Now that I'm that, I'm like, you can't hide smoking. Like smoking cigarettes is like something that like can't be hidden. And cigars are even worse than cigarettes. Unless you're bringing old, whole ass change of clothes and taking a shower at the gym, they gotta know. The only reason that I'm saying that they don't know is because there's no way, because if they found out anything like that, they'd be like, you're out of the house, you know, because that's how they look about it. Not that they have a problem with tobacco, but they think like, if I, their, their idea is if I have money for cigars, I have money to move out kind of thing. I don't, I don't really know how that equates, you know, $2 cigars, I'm not going to cover rent for the month, but whatever. It's just, it's just one of those things in my mind it's one of those things that like um i'm trying to I, i'm trying to like there are conversations that people don't want to have with their kids you know and like uh they will sometimes sort of i i for me there's like conversations i don't want to have with my daughter i'm very open with her we're, we're super open and um but there are these conversations that I, that I, I, I don't want to have. And like, she knows this stuff. Like, like I said, the sex conversation, I'm like a freak about that shit. I'm, 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 I, you know, 
I, I don't like talking about it. And like, uh, you know, I just spent all my time being like, well, she's going to find out anyway. You know, I don't, I don't have, so like, I always felt like parents lie to themselves about what their kids are and are not doing, you know? So, uh, but the only reason that I don't, I don't think know how you can like, cigars though. I mean, I'm somebody who smokes like weaker flavors, you know, they're not, they're not like fragrant tobaccos and I only smoke outdoors, you know? And it's not like I'm someone who yeah. frequently smokes either. So it's not like I'm like chain smoking. Ah. I'm carrying around on me all day or anything like that either. I have like one a month. Ah. Cause you can lie then you can just be like, I was around somebody smoking a cigar. That's what I used to do with my parents too. Oh yeah. I yeah. was around somebody that was smoking. All I my pulled, friends were smoking, but I wasn't actually. I pulled the, um, I work in a kitchen excuse. The one time I still smelled like pot. I forgot to, I forgot to give myself a little essential oil bath before I walked inside. They normally just smell like cinnamon. Um, but I smelled like weed and my dad was like, is that weed? And I was like, oh yeah, I was out back taking out trash and someone lit up beside me, you know, it just sticks on you. And he's like, oh yeah, I hated when that happened. kind of shit. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was like smoking in our driveway before I walked inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get away with stuff too, is is you just say, I, but it's always funny because it's like. Yeah, I was so close to the weed that I smell like weed now outside. But it wasn't me. It was the other people doing it because we would do that all the time. Like I would lie about that. I would use Visine because, you know, when you're smoking weed, I like my parents knew oh, yeah. that I carried deodorant and Visine everywhere with me so that I smelled like deodorant when I came home. You know, because cologne, I would carry cologne with me when I'd have it, but my parents would never fucking buy the the cologne for me. And uh, uh, so sometimes I'd have it and sometimes I didn't. I would I would smell like Nautica cologne a lot of times. And uh, I would put Visine in my eyes when I got home. So my eyes would be like really unnaturally like not bloodshot. <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, yeah, everything's going the, fucking great. The only reason... The only reason that uh, the visine doesn't like wear on my like I can, my parents know I keep the visine cologne on me, you know. That's because like I've always had cologne. I'm either like stealing it or you know buying it. I'm, I'm a big on like designer colognes and always have been. And then like for the visine, I just have like a lot of like eye health issues and I have like dry eye anyways. So it's just normal. Yeah, I got super enough. lucky with the chronic fair. dry eyes being a being a weed smoker. Psychic Gasoline said, I don't know why it makes me laugh to think a parent just thinks their kid naturally smells like cinnamon. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird, okay, it's a weird thing reason, being a parent. I, I am like a huge cinnamon fan, and I put it in fucking everything. So it does make sense if you know me. Yeah, I love cinnamon too. I am a cinnamon freak. So, uh, and Dog Huffer says, their eyes don't get red unless they're drunk or tired and stoned. And yeah. I mean, I, I was big, like we had a mirror. It's, this is going to sound so dumb now because, you know, I'm 40, 43, right? But like when I was growing up, we had a mirror that said uh, uh, that we had those label makers. And, and 
we used the label maker across the top. It was just like a little rectangular mirror. And it said, is my eyes red? And uh, we would just be in a car like, hand me the is my eyes red? Because it had like little lights on it. So we would use that. And then if our eyes were red, somebody would have Visine in the car that we were driving around getting high in because we drove around getting high a lot when I was a kid. I also uh, drive around yeah, getting high a lot. I usually do it by myself, though, whatever that means. There were like four of us in the car at all times just getting fucking litty. Sometimes it would be like two on acid and two not on acid so they could handle stuff. So... Uh, that was just a little something. Well, my Bear, first, I got a full My view. first time on acid with a thumb friend in a car. Was where? Wait, what? Oh, I, I just said that my first time actually on acid was a full thumb print in a car. On my way <laughs> through Atlanta. Yeah, that sucks doing it in a car, but I did too, man. I I was ba- big time on that shit, driving driving around, getting tripping, and in the back seat, you just kind of felt like you were out. So it was pretty nice. But uh, I gotta roll through these calls yeah. there. It's always good to talk to you. Uh, I will not be guessing who the next caller is, but uh, see, talk to you next week, Bear. Hell yeah! See you next week, man. Peace. Yeah. Don't don't tell his parent don't tell Bear's parents they're jerking off, okay? Uh hey, hey, hello, who am I talking to? Hey Brian, my name is Cliff from Kansas City. How you doing tonight? Great. How are you doing, Cliff? Oh man, not too bad. A lot of changes going on, man, with you taking the show over full time and I'm going through a lot in life. And, you know, I got to say though, going back to that other caller driving around or having someone drive you around while you're tripping is possibly the most fun thing in the world. Yeah. You gotta be able to get out of the car. I think like, I think that's a teenager thing is like getting to driving around and tripping is fun. But I think if you're an adult and you're having somebody drive you around, you got to be able to stop and get out of the car. I like there. I think it's because when you're a kid, you want to do it in the car because there's like this certain amount of freedom that you're away from like your parents and shit like that. Yeah. And I think that that is why. We like to uh, do Christmas lights. Anytime it was Christmas time, it was like, all right, someone drive. We'd all take some shrooms and hop in the car and drive around and gawk at lights. It was, it was pretty bad. Poor driver. That poor driver. But I'm feeling for him. I'm feeling for that driver. <laughs> yeah. The people on anyway, acid man, are the, yeah, the um, worst people. Well, if you're not on acid, yeah. Actually, no, the worst vibe. <laughs> we were at a party once and there were about 10 of us there and me and another girl were rolling, but everybody else was tripping. And that was a weird vibe. Not real. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing's really good. But tripping at a party is kind of weird. What's that? So, uh, so yeah, what, what's going on this week? 
Oh, not much, man. I'm just chilling at, uh, chilling at the apartment. I'm up here in Kansas city. Um, just moved up here for work, man. It's pretty chill so far. I've been trying to get out and explore the city a little bit. I'm originally from Arkansas. So I mean, this is what's that? Taking some walks. I like, I like Kansas city a lot. It's, it's very, uh, it's a cool city. Smells good. It's the best smelling city I've ever. No, been I haven't. Been out. I haven't gotten out on foot yet, man. I need to do that. I actually have a bicycle. I need to like air the tires up and get out on that bad boy. Just been too hot. Yeah, I'm like that, you, man. I don't like the heat. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the heat, but I do spend all day outside walking around. But I do get it, and uh, uh, it's so funny because. It is like, so I guess like, uh, what do you do? So what are you up to? What'd you move to Kansas city for? Uh, took a new job up here, took a new job. And in the process also, my wife and I separated. So I'm learning how to do kind of stuff by myself again after 12 years. And it's weird, man. The dating scene has changed. I bet it I'm has. Sure I mean, I don't told you all. I have heard things. I mean, I talk to a lot of people that like day, like there's still a lot of people that I, uh, uh, that I talk to that used to, uh, uh, that are dating now. I just, I don't even know how I would even deal with something like that. Yeah, that was me before, man. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, move into the mountains and be a hermit if this doesn't work out, but it's actually been good. I've, you know, it, I've done decently. I'll leave it at that. I mean, you're having fun. I mean, if you're going out, you're having fun and all that stuff, you know, that's probably good. And, and you're in a new city. So I, I, I feel like if I moved in, like, I don't know if I didn't have this podcast, like I always think about what would happen if I moved to a different city. But it's like, if I didn't have this podcast, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would meet people because I, I uh, don't like uh, meeting people. I don't like going to bars. I don't like doing anything. I like to just hang around and I would have no fucking friends if I did that, you know, but I have this podcast and if I moved somewhere, I'm sure there's somebody there that would hang out with me. So that's how I like, uh, uh, that's how I always think of that shit. It's like, yeah, there's that, uh, what's the app called meetup? You know, you could go on a leftist podcasters meetup in the greater Columbus area. No, I would not be doing that. I've hung out with a lot of leftist podcasters. (laughs) I'm kidding. They're all very nice. Jesus Christ. Come on. No, I, I mean, I know a lot of the local leftists. That's, that's a extremely like, I mean, anybody who's been to like three or four protests or meetings. Oh man. That's how you feel. I am really excited. Really, really. Who are you excited to hear? Uh, the yeah. grease man, of course. I, I'm a grease man. Yep. Yeah, people love the grease man. People love the grease man. But you know, it's it's sad because 
you know, people used to love the man cow. And uh, uh, now they're all like, gimme grease, gimme grease, gimme grease. But you know, when that man cow episode comes around, you're gonna be losing your mind to it because everybody loves hearing the cow. But uh, uh, yeah, Grease Man's really Bob gone on to, uh, I don't know. I'm doing either Bob and Tom or Monsters in the okay. Morning. And uh, it just depends on what I can find good stuff from Bob and Tom. Like these are two shows. I might even put them together as like a regional situation because they're a Florida one. Bob and Tom is middle of the country. And I was thinking like, well, it's mostly song parodies and like written bits anyway. So maybe it would just be like, let's do both of them in one episode and, uh, you know, make fun of that kind of stuff. But like, I'm, I'm still sort of trying to figure it out. I do have the list written down somewhere. I'll get it up here for everybody because I haven't really talked much about what I what I'm doing. October 4, Opie and Anthony, The Grease Man, Bubba the Love Sponge, Monsters in the Morning, Tom Likas, and Man Cow is the current thing. And then we'll probably throw Bob and Tom on that Monsters one. Uh, Monsters in the Morning is a really influential shock jock show. But I don't know if Bob and Tom are shock jobs, well, really. I, I have to give them a chance. I have to listen to them to find out. I know that they have some offensive song parodies, but everybody had those in the 90s. You know what I mean? So it's hard to yeah, judge kind of if they're the type. They had a lot of that racist humor, yeah. you know, Ebonics language lesson is the one I remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's the prison talk. bitch song, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on yeah. it. You know, well, it maybe, could be. Maybe you could do a Shocktober mini and just do like short bits on each of these smaller shows. Well, this was going to be maybe the year I finally I did know. it. This was going to be the year I finally did it where I was going to do uh, an episode about radio wars. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this year. But uh, one of these years, I'm going to do the Radio Wars episode. They're very hard. Radio Wars are hard to get. Radio Wars are very hard to get like people to understand the story because they generally take a lot of time to, they take a lot of time to play out. You know, like if you look at any of Opie and Anthony's Radio Wars on YouTube, then it's like, it's fucking like a six hour it's a six hour clip. So that was sort of the, uh, uh, that was sort of like the weird thing where it was like, it was like a six hour clip and you have to figure out how to get the story across to people. But me and Chris are talking about actually, uh, me and Chris are talking about doing more live streaming, uh, on but probably Wednesdays at like five thirty six o'clock. And, I think like what it's going to be like once a month, we're going to do shock jocks. Once a month, we're going to do video games. Once a month, we're going to do some preachers like, and it'll be different people. Once a month, it'll be wrestling. And I think that's like one of the things I want to do is get a stream set up on, on Twitch. Finally use fucking Twitch the way you're supposed to. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's something I'm considering. So I might have, might do, 
more shock jock and there might be a lot more shock jock content anyway well i'll be on the lookout for that i'll keep my eyes peeled to y'all's patreon hell yeah but well, yeah man that's really in. all i had you know, hey, good luck. I'll let you go and get to some of these other calls. Well, good luck. Uh, I hope everything goes well for you. Now I got to answer this call from Dracula. Oh, yeah. Peace. All right. This is Dracula. Okay. I don't know what Dracula is going to do, but Dracula has called five times before. So I don't think it's a prank. Could be, though. You never fucking know. Hey, hello. Who am I talking to tonight? Mm, Dracula's a skeleton, actually. Dracula is dead. I don't know, Dracula or whoever. 512 area code. If you're in the 512 area code and you're on hold, uh, I'm talking to you. So, uh, you know, I'll give you a, another second while I bullshit over here. I'm playing with my Legos and shit. Playing with my Legos. Mm. But uh, I guess Dracula fell Do you asleep hear me? or is on. Yo, whoa, I can hear you. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, this is Dracula, a.k.a. Tracy from Texas. What is up, Tracy? How's life treating you? I'm Tracy, sorry, I'm my phone talking to. Somehow, put my, somehow my phone put me on mute. When I was waiting on hold, um, I don't know what the fuck happened, but here I am. They do that. They do that. I knew you're on hold. Well, how you doing, Tracy? What's up? Hey, listen, dude. I've been a long time listener. I first discovered y'all when I googled like something like the fuck anarchist podcast. I don't know what the fuck, like in 2015, 2016, boom, Street Fight Radio popped up. And I listened, I, I, I clicked on a totally random episode, and it was you and Brett fucking talking about Bigfoot and hunting ghosts and shit. And I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? I had to listen for a while, list a few episodes, and ever since, been like a number one fan and i appreciate all the episodes i appreciate all the work y'all put into it i appreciate the tours y'all have done uh, i've met y'all both here in austin and i'm looking forward to what goes on from here individually on out nice i was a little worried you were get mad at me tracy no nah, i love y'all i love y'all both um and uh i am one of those that thought coming for a while and when i heard you say that at the beginning of the show uh i thought i need to call in and voice my opinion and uh it's only natural and i think it's for the best because typical capitalist consumerism makes us like want to drag things out for as long as possible way beyond their validation and way beyond their 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 best dates and uh, i think this is the best thing to happen and i'm totally jazzed for the first time in uh, a year or two since the pandemic at least to see 
what everybody in the community we all built on Facebook, on Twitter, on Reddit, um, to see what comes next. Well, I am going to, I am really going to work hard to make sure that I make something very good. You know, uh, I am, I am inclined to goof around and I'm, it's probably the show might get a little goofier, I guess is, is really the place that that ends up happening with me because I'm a goof, but like, um, you know, the guest co-hosts are really fun for me so far. Um, I feel like every show gets, I feel like the call-in show is still roughly the same show. I think, I mean, obviously it's only me talking, but the call-in show is still like, you can call in and if you're organizing something or any of that stuff, like I'm, I totally want people still to do that. But, but what used to be the basement show is now just going to turn into a, a show, you know, what? like a, a, a a goofy show where I'm not, I'm not interviewing people. You know, I consider these interviews, uh, they're my co-host for the week. And, and, you know, once I get used to doing it that way and stuff, then I think, uh, I think people are really going to enjoy what's going on. Uh, obviously like I'm still getting used to dealing with this stuff, but like, uh, uh, I'm glad you're excited to hear it. And I think what Brett does is going to be good too. I, I mean, obviously I think he's super talented. We worked together for 12 years. So, <laughs> I mean, and that's a hell of a run too, by the way. I mean, shit, 12 years. That is long, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to do something great. I, I almost, I almost started to call. Yeah. I almost started the call with telling Brett, you know, how to Krishna and everything. I'm excited to see what that goes forth with our, you know, mutual aid and community defense. And I'm excited to see your direction. You know, like I said, I'm a fan of both of y'all and, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm an old fucker now. I went to Rammstein last night for my birthday. Oh, how was Antonio. that? I'm high and drunk right now. Hey. Tracy, let me let me tell you something, Tracy. Area. <laughs> let me tell you something, Tracy. I, I want to tell you this right now. Uh, and I, I haven't told anybody this. Uh, I was staying right across the street from Soldier Field when Rammstein played in a hotel and uh i could not talk my wife and kid into crossing the street and going to rammstein with me i tried and tried and tried i was like let's just get tickets hey I, every once in a while like, tickets are 50 bucks like that's not even a big deal hey dude from now on like this is the turning point in your life from now on i have a friend that lives in grand rapids michigan my long time travel bud lisa um she drove to chicago with her bud they went to the field the show at soldier field i knew y'all were in town that week and like you only miss like possibly the best rock slash music spectacle in existence along my our street fight facebook friends i've been i know peter and ali from new jersey have been uh i don't know it's just fucking fantastic. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm already high. Sorry. But 
Wait to that last night. I'm still buzzing off that. I'm talking to you, wishing you all best wishes, and what else can I say? AKA, rest well, in peace, I- Dracula. Well, thank you for calling, Dracula. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, I will talk to you again. Bye bye. I'm so bad at dropping calls because I don't usually run the queue. I'm not a. I'm not a queue runner. Uh, so. Let's get here. Oh, well, hello. Thank you for calling hey. Street Fight. Who am I talking Hi. to? Hi. This hey, is hey, Nick who's from this? Brooklyn. How are you? I'm okay. This is How are you, from Nick? Brooklyn. Oh, I'm good. Sorry. I think there's a delay on my end. There is. There's a delay on both ends. I just usually will say something and then wait a second and it catches up. But uh, what's going on, Nick? Okay. Not much. You know, uh, I thought of you recently because a few weeks ago on the show, you all were talking about, like, uh, in the self-checkout at the grocery store, just, like, adding a thing to the bag and then waiting for the guy to come clear it so you can kind of, like, get a freebie. Yep. And... It's my move. (laughs) I was at the store and... Yeah, exactly. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'll give this a shot. And there was, um, there was like this dude like looming behind me though. So I was like, mm, I'm not so sure. And then uh, the girl next to me, like it popped up on her screen, like, you know, you need approval or whatever. And the guy came over and totally busted her and was like, ma'am, you didn't pay for this. Like, you know, uh, you need to put that back and whatever. And I like totally wussed out so i was like realized that they're just straight up watching you at whole foods now they have like guards at least the one in my area so yeah i thought about you guys and I was yeah, like, no uh, you're probably right yeah you're right the way they set up whole foods though is a little bit different from like when you go to a a, a bigger supermarket though like because at whole foods it's just a really small checkout area where they can put somebody right in the middle of it you know and uh it's easier yeah. to catch like when you're at when you're at a busy like like kroger or any kind of grocery store like that i know there aren't krogers in brooklyn i'm trying to but when you're at a busier store um they just don't have time you know the kroger i go to which by the way yeah. cable company is still there trying to get customers uh and it drives me up the fucking wall now i walk all the way to the back of the store and around to get to stuff so that i don't have to walk by the salesperson that is definitely going to try to get me to pay for new cable that i'm not paying for um it's the worst thing in the world they stopped me the other day and they talking to me like i was stupid like i was like well it's fiber and i work uh, i i need a fast internet connection to do what i do for a living and and uh first she asked me what i do and like i don't like that i don't want to like answer that question but um mm. she goes uh she goes um it's embarrassing it's just when you say podcast then that opens up more questions and i don't want to answer those questions <laughs> it's kind of weird um but she goes uh uh she goes how much are you paying and i was like i don't know like a hundred dollars a month is what i'm paying i know it's like a hundred maybe a hundred and eight dollars and she goes, huh, I mean, you're paying $108. We could get it done for you for 60. And I was like, no, you can't. You don't have fiber. And she's like, we have fiber. And 
First of all, don't fucking try to trick a bullshitter. I was a cable guy. I know who has fiber. I know what that means. When Spectrum <laughs> says they have fiber, it's different from when other companies said they have fiber. Spectrum is saying they have fiber since the fucking 90s because they have fiber optic cables at the back, but not to the house. I need fiber to the house. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell there. Um, but I go, she goes, a hundred, a hundred dollars. You're gonna spend an extra thirty-five dollars for that? Like, like I was the prick. And I was just like, Yes, I am. I don't care about money, and walked away. Nice, nice. Oh what are you gonna do? Now they're calling you fucking stupid in the place for being cheap. It's so nuts. And yes, yes, uh, Wade oh, Bowers and so Chad rude. said, I always lie. I know, I know. They're fucking treating you like you don't know what you're talking about. And then I almost went and taught them. Uh, I almost went and taught them a real lesson, you know? Like I almost went in there and taught him, like yeah. uh, uh, taught them how they do it. But, you know, I didn't. I, I didn't want to talk at all. I didn't want to spend two minutes talking to somebody. So... But yeah, but the store I go to yeah. though has 12 self checkout aisles and one person working all 12. So you can just steal all day from there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if you have time to wait and you want to like throw something in the bag and you know they're just going to clear it, I mean, and you have the time. But um, yeah, I guess like people just need to look out if there's too many workers, like they might. <laughs> You know, if they're well staffed, God forbid, like, you know, they might, uh, they might catch you. But, um, yeah, exactly. Like the whole, whole point food. of having self checked out, right? Is like, you don't want to interact. Yes. And I do think like Whole Foods is, I mean, Whole Foods is like a whole different thing. Cause you know, I'm willing to bet that they also like, yeah, because of Amazon running it. Cause you know, when, when Amazon bought exactly. Whole Foods. Uh, you know, we'd come on the show and, yeah. and would read all these stories from the employees that were like, you know, oh, they're, they're, everything's a number now and, you know, all that crap. And, uh, my guess mm -hmm. is that like the algorithm realized people were steal stealing from self-checkout and now it's like, well, if we notice things are getting stolen, the person running the self-checkout lane is in trouble. And maybe that's what gets them to oh, do God. it, but yeah. it's just, yeah, it's gotta be like a numbers thing at, at whole foods. Like they're just the, the, because of being owned by Amazon, they're probably like into like data optimization or whatever the fuck that means. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'm a thousand percent sure you're right. And like, I thought about the same thing. I was like, oh, this is because of Amazon for sure. But at the same time, I was thinking, like, if you're going to have somebody loom, like, like just uh, stand over every person, why even have the self-checkout? Like, if you're going to pay someone to stand there and, like, watch everyone try to check themselves out, like, why even have self-checkout? But anyways, I'm sure you're right. It's like a data. Comes down to data. Do you? So but back anyways, when yeah, I, I was younger. I just wanted to share with you, like, this. Yeah. I wanted to say, back when I was younger, like, if you stayed in a hotel, like most people, not most people, I, it's wrong for me to say most people, everybody that I knew that stayed in a hotel uh, would steal the towels every time. They would fucking take the towels home uh -huh. with them. 
And the, <laughs> the, the reason yeah. it's crazy. I would, anytime I took a shower at one of my stupid friends house, it was always a, ha- a holiday in towel, but, uh, or like you go to their house and you go swimming. They're like, here, I got a towel and it's, it's from a hotel. And, um, but you would steal them. And the reason you would steal them wasn't even necessarily that they were nice towels or they were towels that you want. It's, they would say it's because it's already factored into what you pay for the room that you are going to steal them. So there's no point not stealing them, right? Like you're getting ripped off. And I thought I had always kind of figured that when you put self checkout in the store, then I would assume that it's already factored in that a certain amount of people are going to fucking steal them. And like, that is, that's, that's what I always felt like, is that like, it must make sense monetarily to let a certain amount of people get away with stealing to hire less employees. So now if they're watching you, they're just getting greedy. That's bullshit. Now they're making everything worse. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, yeah, you must be right because I mean, um, there's no way that people aren't stealing, but yeah, it must've just like exceeded the number that they were, you know, like anticipating, like there was too much, there was too much loss. I don't know how they could figure out like that it was happening at self-checkout versus like people just putting stuff in their pockets. But I mean, I think they just assumed that most, I I, I think if you, If you did data though, if you did, I'm sure if somebody like did the math, there is an amount that used to get stolen before self-checkout. And then you can extrapolate that the new, there's a new amount of shrink that goes on in the store that if it goes above this new acceptable amount, then there's a new problem. And I think that's probably what it is. Because I just, I mean, everybody's fucking stealing from those self checkout lines. Everybody. There's, I, I just imagine yeah. not <laughs> doing it. <laughs> but uh, Nick, thanks for calling. I know. I appreciate I feel like, hearing oh. from you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for talking. It was, it was a blast. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. Peace. Oh, well, we got. Bye. Uh, Bye. Yeah, that's that's very funny. I I've never heard of somebody getting caught at self checkout. Uh, they were probably just you know sort of telling them, and and that's another thing about self checkout, right? Is like the risk, like the risk of it happening, is there's like less of a risk, right? Like so, if you get caught stealing at the self checkout line, then you can say, "Whoops, I made a mistake." I uh. I can't believe I did that. I'm such a goof. And uh, they basically have, it's, it's kind of like the thing they used to say when I was growing up, uh, sh- as far as shoplifting went, uh, people would say that they can't bust you for shoplifting until you walk through the door with, you know, then those people are, are, are set. I mean, idiot teenagers from, from Groveport took that to mean, well, if I'm walking around stealing shit, shoving things in my pants and, and like getting ready to leave. And then I see somebody following me. I can just dump the stuff and leave. And like, I'm sure maybe to a certain extent, you know, 
that's true, but there's still like a higher level of risk when it comes to actually like stealing than there is now. So, uh, yeah, I am going to have female co-hosts. I promise there will be, there will be women that co-host the show. I promise. I'm just, I'm really getting my legs under me, everybody. And, uh, thank you for calling street fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, Brian, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Oh, hey, this is, uh, this is Bo out in Oregon. Uh, first time, long time. Kind of one of those Bo, uh, moments where you don't actually think you're going to hear the beep. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going it. well, man. It's going well. It took a while. Um, yeah, I'm out, I'm out here in Eugene, Oregon. Even though I got a 513 Ooh, area it. code. It's that's a beast place to be. I, I, I really, when I spent some time in Eugene, I think the thing that struck both me and Brett out in Eugene was, uh, uh, everybody there had like a scar from fighting a fascist. <laughs> I was like, wow, you guys are really serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I was, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm from, I'm, yeah, I'm from Cincinnati originally. And then I went to Ohio state and then, I'm one of these uh, grad school fuckers. I've been doing my PhD forever at UNC Chapel Hill and living in North Carolina for a while. Actually, I met you guys in Chapel Hill uh, when you came through a few years ago. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, cool. like North Carolina is crazy because you got these like college towns that are like crazy liberal, and then you drive five minutes and it's just like, fuck Brandon signs everywhere. And that's kind of how Eugene is too. It's just like you got like. Eugene and Portland on this little like vertical axis in the middle of the state, but everything to the like west and east is well to the west. When you get closer to the coast, it's just rich people. Uh, but man, there's just people that really want to kill you here. It's funny, <laughs> you know. A it's it's different than Ohio in that way because yeah, yeah. I know, but when we were there, the venue we played was called like Saint Nick's or something to that effect, and uh, when we went there to play when we went there to perform you know when the show was over we kind of sat around and talked to people and they're like yeah this place is a target you know they drive by and they they shoot it with paintballs and everybody was like this is where old nicks is the name of the place and they were like yeah. this is where you know got like a scar <laughs> on his fist and they're like this is from when i got into a fight and it just felt like everybody there was like it, it's one eugene felt like a place that was sort of equal parts college town an old scrapper town mm -hmm. like people were scrapping there it was wild i i i was yeah I was and it's like impressed with the yeah the, like the, the conflict movie. there is palpable it's just, yes it did it did. i mean the college town part I, is crazy because like yeah this, the students here are like uh people that didn't get in it like kids from la that didn't get into like usc or ucla or like cal schools and so like these like rich kids come up here to oregon uh, and, uh, they just fucking love to Jeez. party and like, try to like be their best professional selves or whatever. But then it's, yeah, you're just surrounded by just decay and a lot of people on the fringes of the town that just like hate everything that happens in the town. So it's just, I, I, it's great. Yeah. Uh, that is, it is like, uh, uh, I uh, love Eugene and, and it's beautiful too, because you can also like, the other thing about Eugene is like the hiking is fucking incredible there. Like I went on a hike. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I got I friends that really visit. You go it. up to, you go up Spencer Butte. You're like, yeah, it's crazy. You're right. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's where I went. But uh, uh, yeah, no, so I, yeah, sorry, there's a, a delay, Brian. I, I apologize for cutting you off all the I time. Uh, and let me say this. Let, let me uh, say this. But anyway, I was just going to, oh, me, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say this real quick. How stupid do you got to be to be a rich kid that can't get into a college in, in California? Like, you got to be really, you got to be something else if you're rich and you can't get into college. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I just, I don't even know anymore. Uh, I have like 10 years of experience of teaching kids at UNC Chapel Hill and, uh, you really get a wide variety there, uh, in terms of like people oh, yeah. that are like, it's the state flagship. It's, it's really, it's kind of like Ohio state in that way. Like you get a, a bunch of people that were like at the top of their high school class but from rural counties where the education is clearly so bad, it's like, you can't even read, but you got into this good school. Uh, so state yeah, yeah, schools yeah, are always yeah, a mixed yeah. bag like that. I feel like, uh, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, that's out with Ohio anyway, state, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's how, that's how Ohio state is in that. Like everybody sort of that grows up in Ohio, like well, not everybody, but most people that grow up mm -hmm. in Ohio, like come up dreaming of going to Ohio State University and like uh, uh right like that is like yeah. people's big the Ohio I mean, State even University with me, it's Brian. Like, right and I'm not a, I'm I'm not a football guy you know I mean I I I kind of like football or whatever I'll watch it but like <laughs> I went to right. Ohio I went to Ohio State this is why I went to Ohio State I went because it's been a school that takes up a lot of the downtown area of Columbus. And it seemed like this mountain mm -hmm. that I would never be able to climb when I was a stupid fucking kid in, in Groveport, you know, <laughs> a stupid bad kid in Groveport. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there was just no way it was going to happen. So I went to college in my late thirties and, and it just was sort it was stupid because you know, I didn't end up using the degree and now I owe like a shitload of money, but like, uh, I climbed that mountain, you know, and like, uh, uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll see you at the like, alumni was, club dinners now. That's, it's going to be great. <laughs> it was a big like thing for me to be like, I was, I was, all, I was always smart enough to do this. I think was what, you know, happened in my head and the reason I, was. yeah, yeah. 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 I just want everyone to understand too. Like, right. It's, it's like that at every level of education. It's not like there's a meritocracy yeah. in place at any of these places, whether it's undergrad, master's, PhD, it's just, you are a certain kind of person who experiences these things for material. Cost. Yeah. It's all money. It's yeah. I, I don't, I just said the dumbest thing. It's all money. Shut up, Brian. Hey, it's all money. Hey, money makes the world go round. You know, you there, Bo? Did I lose you? Bo is gone. I think he hanged up on me. I heard him like kind of cutting out there, and then boom, Bo's gone. I'm gonna take this call. I guess I'll give Bo like a wait, another hello? second, and I'll talk. Hey, Bo, wait, what's up? Wait, oh, Brian, you came wait, so close to getting hanged up. I'm here. I'm really sorry. I just, I also got accidentally placed on silent by my phone, like a uh, previous caller. I'm really sorry about that. It happens. Uh, I was Your just going to say, I was just going to talk. I was just going to, actually, Brian, 
I know. I was just going to, I was really calling to say, since you were nervous that a previous caller was mad at you, Brian, you, you almost ruined my life, man. How did I do that? What did I do? <laughs> Don't be mad at me. <laughs> just by talking about how great it was to work at pizza places. And uh, <laughs> it's actually not that great to work at pizza places. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm just hey, I'm one listen. of these fucking. <laughs> not when you're there, but one day you're going to look back at when you worked at the pizza shop and you're going to be like, that was the best job I ever had. That was the most fun job I ever no, had. No, no, I, no, no. And I'll, I'll keep this. I'll keep this quick. I'll keep this quick. I've been on the line for a second, but I, uh, so I was just thinking, you know, I need some extra money. I'm writing my dissertation, uh, you know, out here on the West, you know, it's like, Oh, 16 bucks an hour. That sounds great. Cause like, I haven't worked at yeah, like a like a job like that in a few years. So I was like, to me, that sounds like a lot of money. And my stupid brain isn't like, well, the rent is increasing exponentially more than they're paying you per hour. But anyway, I go get a job at Papa Murphy's, which is where all my friends worked in high school, like in 2006. And everyone got to get high and have a good time all the time because Papa Murphy's is like the coolest pizza joint because you don't even have to cook the pizza, right? What could be better than that? That's fresh. I would love that. You know, I'd, I'd, it's... Yeah, you think it's great, but uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I haven't heard, it, it was very strange because like Papa Murphy's is now a franchise that doesn't really have managers or a corporate structure that like keeps close oversight over stores What I is what I've learned. And so there's just people that own a few stores that have realized since the pandemic that they don't need to hire managers at like salaries. And they can just make supervisors who are making like $18 an hour, do all the managerial work, work 50 hours a week, and then just like hire whoever the fuck they want. <laughs> and so, yeah. so you're in this working well, environment this. where you don't really have bosses. Yeah. Papa Murphy's is a different. So I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, which I wouldn't say is a piece. It's not really a pizza. Show. Yeah. You know, um, but. I worked yeah, at yeah, yeah. a place called Angie Angie's in Columbus, Ohio, and oh, hey, I mean, I know Angie's well. Going to work most of the <laughs> it's time. Good shit. I hated, yeah, I hated going to work at Angie's. Uh, but now, when I look back on it, it's like, man, we were fucking around the whole time we were there, just really, really doing a lot All of right. fucking around, and it was fun. <laughs> And that's so cool. And that's so cool. It's just, it's, it was kind of tragic that I had that fantasy in my head, but it's like, I'm 34 years old. Okay. So my managers are now 20, my managers, there's no managers. My supervisors are 25 and thinking this is like their career. And so they're doing anything the owner asks because they think if they like work more hours, they, they told me explicitly, I'm not, cause I was like, why are you doing this? And they're like, well, if we know that we can do this, we might get better opportunities in the company. So like that's really depressing. No. First of all, second of all, everyone that's like a managing like per, or not a man, a supervising person who makes schedules is like 19 years old because they've been working at the company since they were 16. And uh, I was closing one of the first nights I worked there, doing my first closing shift. You know, this 19 year old like super Christian guy <laughs> who's kind of been busting my balls, telling me to chop onions, and that's the other thing. Even though they don't bake pizza, they make you work constantly chopping stuff and prepping stuff. Oh, yeah. And if your store is all set they make you prep and chop more to send stuff to other stores and a van will pull up to no the store way. and be like, Oh, we'll take all your chopped onions. that you just chop for this other store. Oh yeah. You can't even take care of your responsibilities in store and be done. 
No <laughs> so, fucking. But anyway, I'm closing with this guy. This. <laughs> and the first time I'm closing with this guy, he's 19, super Christian guy. He's just. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking dark. And this guy is like, you know, we're closing. He's like, you smoke weed? You smoke weed? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, they don't drug test out here. So, like, why not? And he's like, yeah, do you mind? Like, if we can get off, like, you buy us weed? And the weed store's closed at, like, 10. So we close at 9.45 after he's, like, making me mock. Like, he's making me do stuff I don't want to do. And then I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll buy you weed or whatever. Like, you're my, you're my quote-unquote manager. <laughs> like, 19-year-old dude. And then every schedule, I start saying, I'm closing with this guy because he wants me to buy him weed. <laughs> <laughs> when we get off and he's making me clean toilets and mop floors because he wants me to buy him weed after because I did it one time. And That's it's like, if I, and, and, you know, really I, I, I quit that. Now I'm just doing some other shit. But I was just like, that is some next level funny shit. I'm just, <laughs> I, you know, luckily I was in That's a position where up. I could kind of quit and not have to worry about that. But... <laughs> I just thought I mean, that was funny you as get, hell. Though, and only the kind of thing that might yeah, happen out in Oregon. You're dealing with a 19-year-old, though. Like, they don't... They think you're so stupid. Because uh, you're older. They think you're so stupid that you're like, I wish and I I'm could be friends there. with this 19-year-old. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, no, they think that you want to be friends <laughs> with them. I really, truly believe that, like, they thought... They, like, because teenagers... Yeah, I don't know what where teenagers got this idea, but they think adults all want to be teenagers. It's like, dude, I hated being a fucking teenager. It was the well. Worst. To be fair, I kind of do. I mean, I do, but like, in a sense, like I miss the lifestyle and like the things you can do when you're a teenager. But like, I'm not. But he didn't even want to hang out with me. He was a super Christian guy, and like we had talked enough making pizzas that he knew I wasn't into Christianity and all this other stuff. But he still is like, and yet. I, I would like to like I would like for you to buy me drugs, and uh, so it was just funny. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna like manipulate yeah. my schedule to uh, to close yeah. with me and stuff. It's pretty funny. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> but Papa also, Burgess. yeah, just that Don't on top it. of the total lack of managerial structure, and just like they're just letting these stores run pretty much automatically as long as these poor supervisors will show up for two dollars more an hour than the rank and file. And just like make everything work, so that's yeah. Papa Murphy's is I wouldn't oh, suggest. And, you, yeah, I'll say this: I wouldn't suggest you work at one of the big companies. You know, especially big franchise companies. <laughs> no, you gotta find a local place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah. work at Track Town yeah. Pizza, or one of the local Eugene. But the Eugene pizza is kind of shitty. It's kind of like Ohio pizza that people don't like it because they put a lot of sugar in the sauce and like fluffy dough and. All this shit, but that's Ohio all right. Very I'm good, from Ohio. Man, I like I'll it. disagree with that. I'll disagree with you on the Ohio pizza. Ah, being shitty I'm, I'm just, I've lived away from Ohio so long. I just, I say that. I love, dude, I, I love La Rosa's. I love Donato's. I mean, Donato's, you can get out here. You can get Donato's anywhere in the country if there's a Red Robin. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Red Robin makes Donato's pizza is, now? Yeah, almost Ohio pizza. So, big announcement. Close. It is a Columbus place, yeah. but it's not as good as like Angie's or Granddad's or uh, no, no, no. Names. But if you're really desperate and you're from Ohio and you like Ohio pizza, find a Red Robin. They will make a Donato's a Donato's branded pizza for you and deliver it to you. All right, so, that's, that's that. Nice. But anyway, well, that, that's all I kind of wanted to talk about, Brian. <laughs> I appreciate it, and uh, we hope to see you out in Eugene again. I hope to be out in Eugene again. Uh, 
Have, I, I hope to, I hope to get out around the country yeah. a little more. I, I do think that, you know, one of the things I'm going to do, like sort of as money is a little less tight is travel around the country and do shit with people. And the West coast is definitely because I have John and Chris over on the West coast that, you know, the West coast is a place where right. I probably like to do a lot of stuff. So I, uh, I, it is, right. it is going to happen. It's just going to be a little while, but I promise I'm going to look at trying to get out, but thanks <laughs> for calling in. All good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. Take care. Bye. Yeah, I, I do plan to travel a little more next year. Uh, might do some live shows. It just sort of depends on what a live show would look like with just me, um, which I could stand up, right? Uh, but, you know, I got ideas. I got things. I got things I'm working on. It's going to be a little bit. I got to, you know, make sure I, I uh, 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 am a good steward of the business. As in, uh, I haven't even started to think about dealing with that stuff yet so uh you know i'm gonna take this last call you know what's harder to do when you do the show by yourself you can't take a piss and uh so the past two weeks i'm gonna get a piss bottle in my room and and just i'm gonna start pissing in a bottle um i am going to take this last y'all 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 uh hello you're the last caller what's going on tonight oh brian it's the grease and he's here to give you a bathroom break go go leak drake <coughs> sorry the grease oh you're good on his own bullshit what do do hey what do what's going on hey what do i'm i'm just kidding it's riku from the chat Castrati on Twitter, you know me. It's almost Grease Man. It's getting close to the scariest thing that can happen in October. More Grease Man audio. Uh, I, I say this, Riku. I'm just when I say saw this, uh, when I saw how much Grease Man you had. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you can say it because that's what I was going to say. People are like, "That's 400 minutes of Grease Man," and I'm like, "That's file one. There's another file two that's the same size." Oh my God, that is so much grease. And my brain's going to turn to mush listening to this fucking guy. This guy in Opie. Just been listening to a ton of Opie lately and a ton of grease, man. And it's just like, oh my God, I haven't even got the man cow yet. I, I, well, I listen to man cow. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I listen to man cow all year. I can't get enough of the fucking guy. I don't listen to every episode. But like every once in a while, I do this with Opie too. Every once in a while, every month or two, I go to their channel and watch all the things on the channel that have been since before so that I have, so that I know that I've seen it all. And the Grease Man stuff is, I mean, this, this file, this, this thing that I'm, I'm listening to, I got to, it's some of the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. I, I just, I'm, I'm still in a place where I'm like, how did anybody like this? It fucking sucks, man. There is this thing though. I'll tell you this Riku before, uh, uh, I mean, we have time. I'll tell you this, uh, the grease man, uh, I'm, he does this bit 
on his show and it's like a recurring bit where uh he's talking to clint eastwood and saying that he wants to have sex with clint eastwood and it's like these long like <laughs> things where, <laughs> where the grease man is like well i would like to have sex uh, with a with a clint eastwood he says, says all this stuff he you know, it's all flowery and poetic and stuff. And then he throws his little, uh, you know, hobble to gee and stuff in there. And uh, I was listening to it yesterday. I had listened to like three or four of those already. And he goes to do another one. And um, he's, he's, he's getting ready to do this. I'm going to have sex with Clint Eastwood bit. The motherfucker is like, I want, before he does it, he says, I want everybody to know that I'm not gay and I don't really want to have sex with Clint Eastwood. And I was like, way to fucking stick with the bit, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's no the dumbest shit I ever heard somebody do. Yeah, could, could not, could not have anybody think he was gay. It is the, it was so fucking nuts that he went through a whole long disclaimer about, no, I'm like actually not gay. that it's so funny like how the shock jocks they will constantly push other people's buttons but like as soon as someone might come at them with something that might damage their character which being gay doesn't damage your character but to them it's like the 100 percent like biggest thing that could ever be wrong with you is that like you're different and so yes it's just so funny to see them like trip over themselves right and and the thing is i'll say this too if one of the shock jocks was gay or out, I guess it's it's better thing to say. Because like Fez from Ron and Fez was gay, uh, but really out. But it was known. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where like people knew, but he he had a lot of anxiety around coming out, so he didn't come out until he was much older. But it was played like that. You know what I mean? Like like that he was that he was pretty it, that like he was like you know he would just say things and then everybody would goof about it or whatever but honestly if there really was like a truly out gay shock jock that would have been fucking huge you know like that would have been a thing to differentiate yourself from all the stupid fucking guys that are shock jocks, all the other stupid fucking guys. It's like if there was a there was a woman for a period of time called the radio chick. Can't find any of her audio. So before you say, why don't I do her on Shocktober? I can't. I, I haven't been able to find audio. But uh, there was a woman named the radio chick. And I mean, Opie and Anthony were super mean to her because they have in their mind that women can't do radio. But like. I was pretty surprised she wasn't more successful other than the fact that like dudes would be like women aren't funny like you would just back in those days you would just say women aren't not you but i mean i did women aren't funny you know it's like what the fuck are you talking like now i know so many funny women that i cannot fucking believe it you know yeah like i i, I really do think that if there was like a a gay or some sort of out shock jock that would have been pretty revolutionary at the time. And they would have gotten like a ton of money. Like they would have gotten probably decent deals and stuff because they would have been in such a niche that like everyone else would have been so afraid to talk. And out, and as a woman shock jock, like that's even crazier because yeah, pretty much like 
like a lot of the things that male shock jocks do, it seems like it boils down to, well, like we're, we're going to have sex. I'm going to make a funny song about it, or I'm going to demean you, or I'm going to like give some guy advice on how like best to handle quote unquote, handle you. (laughs) Like, oh man, sorry. I'm just, Oh my God, Brooklyn skulls has audio of when Frank, the radio chick, that's wild. If you got any more radio chick audio, let me know. Cause I, w- I wouldn't mind checking it out. Uh, I don't know who Brooklyn skulls is, but that is pranking, pranking a shock jock is, you know, that's something Chris hasn't even done that. God, I wish he would listen to this. Oh, would he be so mad that I said he's never pranked a jo- shock jock. And it's because he has the same right wing beliefs as a lot of them. So he, <laughs> Somebody clip that and send it to him. Somebody clip that and send it to him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Replay I, it during it all of October. I will. I will replay it about how he has. Uh, yeah, Chris has right wing beliefs. Of course, that's why he spends all of his time actually uh, pranking right wing people. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Um. Well, Riku, do you got, uh, was there something else? Cause I'm, I'm running out of time here and I got to take a humongous pit, like the nah. hottest, longest piss. No, dude, go ahead. Go, go, go. Take the All pee. Right. Seriously. Well, it's thanks. been good. Thank you for answering. And I really quick, really quick. I just wanted to say that like you and Brett, like really, uh, influenced me as far as like a couple years ago when I first heard you. So like, even though you guys are split, I'm really, uh, really excited to see what both of y'all do. And excited for the future of Street Fight and I 100% spoke to him. That's what matters. On that, on that day, and he does have an idea of what he's going to do. He, he is going to do something. But, you know, take your time, you know? We ain't in no big fucking hurry. Uh, and I'll let people know when he does something. Yeah, no rush. You know? I mean, I'm sure he would. And... uh I uh, uh, I hope I I I, um, I think he was in the chat, so he might even be the chat or listen. So, uh, uh, yeah. I I mean I love the guy. I, I again I don't hate Brett. It was a lot like it. I mean it was equal parts sort of my fault for just being. I just I'm not good at communicating with people, especially especially people I care about, and like uh. I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to bring anybody down with that. I don't want somebody else to have to deal with my neuroses anymore. I am going to do it by myself and I'm not going to do anything evil or, or, or I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. But Brett's got something cooking. He's also got the flipping stuff and, and, and whatnot. So go to his uh, whatnot website and buy shit from him and, uh, you know, I, I wish all the luck in the world. Thank you for calling, Rico. Riku, Rico. Uncle Rico. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace. All right, everybody. It's been a fun show. Uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I'm glad that all of you came around to, I'm glad you all are still coming in to hear me. I, you know, it's very obvious that when people know me that I have like a, like I have like pretty low self-esteem and um, 
you know, obviously making that announcement was not like the easiest thing. I don't think either one of us have ever done. I don't want to talk about things we've gone through, though it's hurting me. Now it's history. I played all my cards, and that's what you've done too. Nothing more to say, no more race to play. The winner takes it all, the loser standing small beside the victory. Self-confidence But you see The winner 